0: Are you ready for some Frasier and another TV show? Satchel, Frasier, Satchel, Satchel, Frasier. Satchel, Frasier, Satchel, Frasier. Satchel, Frasier.
1: I am wounded.
0: (laughs) Back. In action, another wild and wonderful edition of sideshow. Frazier here. It is 1994. Jordan, dang, we made it. We made it out of 93.
1: Bum, 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 bum. Was there a Y two three? Yes. Okay. Uh, were people people worried? were so worried about about the Y two four?
0: The Y two four. The 93 94 switch must have been a big one. I honestly don't remember much about that switch between eight and nine. I'm sure I watched like all that or something like that. I'm sure Nickelodeon had a countdown or something. What
1: year? 1942. What year was the Super Bowl where MJ performed? Had to be ninety like 92. 93, 92, 93
0: February or 94 or late Jan or February. I'm pretty coming sure. up because it was a Cowboys year for sure. Uh, I think that's
1: the last time I watched a Super
0: Bowl, to be honest with you. Okay. Well, it's it's definitely not the last time I watched a Super Bowl. That was probably the last time I had a Super Bowl party uh, was around those years. Growing up in Dallas, Texas, we had a great run in the early 90s, and now it's just been misery for 30 years. Everybody
1: resents the Cowboys because they're forever known as... America's team.
0: I wonder if it's a uh, weird cross demographic of people who enjoy Fraser and NFL football. I don't know if uh they mix often those two. Mm. Fraser's a big football guy, right? Did he ever hold a Super Bowl party or was it more like a cricket thing or croquet or no, something? No, frazier
1: was into he was squash. he played squash.
0: There you go. I was like I do remember him wearing some stuff like short white shorts or something like that, but
1: Yeah, I, he played squash. I don't know if he played anything in school. Maybe. Might have just been a dream. Did that I'm softball
0: having. game? He definitely did the softball game. I'll never forget that. <laughs> this week on Sideshow Frazier, like I said, we are in 1994 here. Uh, quick reset up at the top. Yeah, we're resetting, even though we're two minutes in, uh, so it's not really a reset. Uh, but <laughs> well, I, I, you read yeah, it. <laughs> for a Start it over again. Start the thing. Uh, I am Steve Shackelford. My host uh, or my co-host over here is Jordan Wilson, uh, and this week we're going to be going through Frazier. Guess who's coming to breakfast? And then a delightful episode of Step by Step uh, titled Bad Girls. Uh, they did not have the Donna Summer song in there, Bad Girls. Uh, it wasn't Did you there. think it was
1: going to be that song? Bad Girls.
0: It was just so good in the rest of development. Every time they played that one, it really got me going.
1: Yeah, I guess I didn't really think about it, didn't
0: make that connection. Talking about Bad Girls. Ooh. <laughs> Man, I wish they would have just like subbed out the theme song for a second and gone into that at the <laughs> end or something. Uh but yeah, we're gonna, looking at uh, 1994 here. This Frasier episode 30.0 sorry, 30.4 million viewers, which is the highest ratings they've had since The Pilot. It's a new year baby. And The Pilot was only like 28 million, so I don't know if that Christmas episode was just a banger that they loved and so people were like i gotta be
1: there the, I'm, i mean maybe they had maybe they ramped up their ad campaigns for Fraser.
0: that's just, it must add some good buzz in that two weeks off or it got some good pub i uh-huh. didn't do the research to see like was there a people or you know was there a big magazine cover, kelsey grammars sexiest yeah.
1: man on on planet <laughs> okay i didn't know it's
0: gonna be <laughs> sexiest man on tv no, on on planet <laughs> on planet I don't think he ever escalated to that status of sexiest man on planet, but you never know.
1: Picture of him with his shirt off, just posing. That's right over here in the corner. I've
0: got uh, Kelsey right up here in the top left corner. And before we get into this episode, he does bear the hair all over this one in kind of a creepy way. So this particular episode, (laughs) it's a Fraser surprise to learn that Martin has been sleeping with a woman from his building. Uh, He then broadcast this fact in his next show, embarrassing the woman and infuriating Martin feeling guilty though. Frazier resolves to get them back together. Also, Roz is going out with Noel Shimsky, a (laughs) Star Trek
1: addict. Is this your, this is is just straight up Wikipedia. I got,
0: (laughs) I got lazy with the Frazier stuff. I was like, all right, I'll write out the step-by-step one. I was like, but I kind of like this. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to copy paste this one in from Wikipedia. So, for every listener that's like these lazy fucks whoever whoever
1: <laughs> wrote it though they nailed it that's great
0: they give away a lot uh in the wikipedia teaser like description there i'm like well that's pretty much the whole episode <laughs> got it i was like all right we don't even get, need to do this That's this episode's over now um but I thought it was pretty concise for summing stuff up. It's the USA Today of the internet, Uh, because I don't think USA Today exists anymore. Sorry.
1: I I like that, that Noel is just described as simply a Star Trek addict.
0: That did confuse me, too. Is this his first appearance? I feel like he's been mentioned before and maybe was hanging out in the background, but I didn't really track. Was the actor ever in the show up until this point? I don't know. I I
1: mean, I think so. I don't know. I don't know. But I love me some Noel. I love him. He's amazing. (laughs) What an
0: amazing human. Uh, So we start this episode at KACL. Frazier's taking some calls a little guy named uh ethan played by elijah
1: wood oh calls okay yeah. see i love doing this program because i always learn who they are and i never look it up i, I because i purposely don't look it up you, i just try and guess and then i have like my own little this is the least educational fraser
0: podcast out there so <laughs> if you're coming here to learn you will be sadly mistaken this is the bare minimum reason Jack can do here on Elijah Wood. I disagree. Uh, but he calls in, says he gets beat up at school a whole bunch there. And Fraser just tells the kid, uh, you know, don't worry. Someday you'll have the last laugh. Elijah really not too thrilled. And I'm sorry I know his character <laughs> name's Ethan. I'm just going to call him Elijah.
1: I think he gets on to Frazier for doling out balloon
0: juice advice.
1: Balloon juice, yeah. And he says a line or a... a you know, a monologue essentially of like it, word for word, exactly what Frazier would say in, in that scenario. Okay. I feel like that, that's probably true.
0: Uh, it seems like a smart kid at school. Would you think he'd be smarter to not get his ass beat all the time? <laughs> <laughs> you know, even if your interests are what they are, you're like, well, if I'm getting my ass beat, maybe I should just pretend like I'm into sports for a minute or something. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I felt bad for the kid, but I was like, just fake it. Just fake it around those kids who beat you up or try to be funny or something. Don't yeah. lean into nerding it up. Did you ever get beat up at school? All the time. All the time, really? Um, yeah, every day, every morning. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> just um, get the Yeah, but I respect the nerds. As that I like Frasier's advice. He was basically just do what you're going to do, and I didn't care for the last laugh part, mm. but...
1: Hey, be yourself is a good good motto to give the kid. Sure, and like, don't don't you know? Let it's so hard to tell that to a teenager or a child. I mean, he said he was like thirteen, so I didn't think he gave Frazier some crap for that advice. I was like, what advice did you expect Fraser to
0: give you? I was <laughs> <laughs> like, well, here's what I did when I was growing up. I went to the library and joined the fencing club. Like, this kid's smart enough to know that crap by now, yeah, yeah. I was confused like what advice you really thought Fraser was gonna give him here. But show ends. Uh we see Roz uh getting ready to go on a date.
1: Fraser calls him Noel the Mole. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of some other ones too. So like, you know, uh the Knoll Pole. <laughs> okay, yeah, the pole. Get, get that's Raj a Pole. Give Razi old Knoll Pole. Oh, well, horrifying. <laughs> um, uh,
0: yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't go think of any other Knoll nicknames or whatever. Knoll uh, the Troll. Uh, yeah, knoll okay. the Mole. Knoll the Mole. Yeah, yeah, and that's right. keep it in the rhyme. Knoll the Mole. Knoll on the grassy Knoll. Um, I the like that one. Rhyming Knoll, Rhyming Knoll, Knoll. I like the homonym rhymes. That's always <laughs> really makes me feel good when you can get that going. There, you're like, oh yeah. Uh, all right, yeah. I'll. Maybe next week we'll come up with some Noel nicknames. So I'm sure Shemsky has some room for some stuff there. Shemsky? Shemsky. Shemsky. Mm -hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow got in trouble and got screwed and sued for Noel Shemsky incident recently. I don't know. You've been following that thing? I've just seen the memes. (laughs) Or <laughs> the me- I haven't seen the memes. I've just been hearing the audio of the lawyer. She's been getting a lot of
1: stink face, which is making for good memes. Okay,
0: yeah, I did see the initial wardrobe memes with mm. the with the glasses. Those were uh, those were very funny. You
1: yeah, know, I haven't been following it. I mean, we I think, don't have to get into it,
0: but oh, I think that's all we should get into. These episodes aren't that great. Uh, it's been
1: deemed as like the most ridiculous like suit in recent past. The lawyers are terrible.
0: Just <laughs> terrible from what I've heard. <laughs> Can I I've only heard little bits and pieces. I have not gone and watched it on court TV, if that's even still a thing. But Gosh, I wish. I loved court TV. Yeah. Was it court TV still when they did forensic files or did they already transition off over to like true, true TV? TV? It was I already true yeah. by that point. And then
1: True got wild for a little bit there, I feel like. Well, it was like police chase footage for like the Jeez, longest time. It was just like it was like OJ footage, you know, and like they're like, people are gonna love this. They're gonna love it. It's like helicopter like, shots. Like, I remember being a lot of helicopter
0: shots and spike strips that went wrong. I'm like, these guys suck at spike strips. Why is the California Highway Patrol so terrible at this?
1: Jeez. Yeah, they it turned into an America's dumbest criminal channel okay. for a while. Ponch
0: taught me nothing from that damn motorcycle show. I was like <laughs> California, people. Uh, so, Raw is actually pretty endearing here. Says she's given Noel a chance because he seems nice. She mm. wants somebody with a good heart. And she, she kind of makes fun of her of herself. She's like, I've been on a bad string lately. And you're like, what? that seemed to be your own decision. Like, she seemed to know damn well what she was doing and all of these <laughs> other encounters we've seen her on here
1: (laughs) newsflash i don't think noel's gonna pull you out of that doldrum (laughs) also the dating at work
0: thing i was like Mm. you're
1: going down a weird road already that's just as bad as getting into bed with somebody that lives in your apartment building we'll get into that in a moment (laughs) that's not, that's (laughs) not a good choice usually that
0: is not a good choice usually um i don't live in an apartment building so i am engaged uh in marital bliss uh with someone who lives in the same. Building as me, our house, yes. but apartment building. I haven't lived in in a while, and yeah, I never went down that road. But one time, a dude we went to high school with moved in into the same building as me, Uh-oh. and it was a small building. Oh boy! And so he walked by all the time, and he could hear me playing guitar, and he would stop by unannounced. Oh no! And he'd give me some herb every now and then, so it wasn't terrible um that's but, like your absolute nightmare it though, was like. my nightmare I was like my entire space has been invaded now by somebody from my past by somebody that i don't even really i mean he's a nice <laughs> that's what's, I, like a perfectly nice guy sure. probably a lot like noel but i was like
1: oh i just God. don't want a friend man i don't need a friend right now that was my
0: retreat i would just go to my home as mm-hmm. a retreat and when it's like such a small building and they know you're there. You're like, oh, this is awful. (laughs) And then I think he hooked up with somebody else in the building just like this. And then he kept giving me gossip on her. And I'm like, man, I don't want to know about that chick hooking up and like it was a whole big deal, man. I'm sorry that happened. Yeah, I'll name him. I don't give a fuck. Uh, I, there's no way in hell he's going to listen. You never know. So I'm sorry. Cameron Patterson, <laughs> if you. Uh, oh, it's Cam? Yeah. Nice enough guy. I mean, and I went and played guitar with him a couple times. Cause, again, he'd get, yeah, he played. need free herb and stuff. And I was just be like, why aren't you doing this, man? They'd be going for the solo acoustic stuff. I'm like, I'm just noodling around. I'm just practicing. I was like, this is not a pursuit that I'm going. With. Solo acoustic noodling is what you want me to do? I'm like,
1: yeah, yeah man. Yeah, like John Mary's hot. Everybody loves John Mary. I mean, I guess. I'm like, I don't know. Jack I, Johnson stuff. Oh,
0: uh, That's the thing. I think that's where he was trying to go, it was more Jack Johnson in. It's like, look, I got some tunes, man. And I'm like, no. Wouldn't I,
1: these wouldn't these sound great on the beach? <laughs> yes he, he they came to some
0: shows again if he is listening <laughs> super nice guy can we I, love you buddy. i appreciate can we love you come on the show anytime we don't have room for guests yeah cam we're you were always the best
1: it. baseball player by the way you're always the best one on my team
0: was he really a great great, guy? Base, great I, baseball see, player I, I really knew nothing about him we went to like church together sure and then i when we were in like second grade and then I pretty much hated church from then on out. Uh, not because of Cameron, just because of the Lord. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> a lot of rules, man. They get mad when you're like, "What if somebody just made this up?" They're like, "Okay, okay. you need to get out of here." Uh, that's what we call blasphemy. <laughs> you know, like, like, all right, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm an eight year old. <laughs> you know, like, maybe don't call me blasphemous at eight, and then maybe I won't get s- so mad They were just at mad, at mad because you
1: because you threw up on the first day of school for. From the, from the incense in mass. That's why they were so that, mad at you. Well,
0: that was Catholics. I was already blasphemous even when I was at like Bible school in second oh, okay. grade. But you're right. I did puke. I appreciate you bringing that story up. First day of Catholic school in the church. Maybe it was the second day, but it was the first church day for sure. Was
1: it like fifth grade, fourth grade? Oh,
0: I went in third. Third grade. And yeah, I, my older sister was there in eighth. And I remember her standing in the choir across the church. And I think I was probably I know I was front row, uh, and I was not baptized as Catholic. And boy, you learn real quick. They want no part of you. Uh, they're, they're a very friendly, welcoming people unless you are not one of them. And they tell you, you can go stand in the corner, and you do not take our communion. <laughs> None of that crap. But I did puke all over the red carpet on the first day. No telling what. Probably the incense. Added prob- incense. Yeah, it's like I was not prepared. Maybe I was just confused. A demon. My- well, That's the thing. In my mind, I'm like, no, that was God trying to warn me. That was, the, <laughs> that was the real deity trying to let me know that these people are fraudulent. And that guy on stage that day, I'm going to call it a stage, not a pulpit. He can go to hell. Um, <laughs> that guy convicted of diddling kids, man. I'm not kidding. Like that Monsignor that ran my services, he was diddling kids. Good gravy. Yeah. And I don't know that it existed when I was there. I didn't talk to fifth grade altar boys uh, you know, about that kind of shit. But yeah he was transferred to St. Patrick's this is not libel or anything like that you can look this up in newspapers uh he was transferred to St. Patrick's after being removed from another church due to multiple sexual abuse allegations in the 80s so by the 90s he was over at St. Patrick's and then none of us really knew about it until a, a right around the like spotlight era uh you know the movie that came out in the early 2000s uh-huh. and then the Catholic Church just kind of starts not crumbling by any means but a lot of a uh, a lot of rough stuff, basically, that they've had to admit over the years. And that guy was one of them. So looking back, I'm like, that that was the real big guy upstairs, big woman upstairs. Let me know. You puke on that man. <laughs> Get out of here and you puke on him. Run. You keep <laughs> effing with those Catholics, buddy.
1: Well, I think that's a good way to look at it, honestly. I think that's the proper way to be, to be uh, remembering that. That's how I rationalize it in my head. Um, <laughs> so...
0: Sideshow Fraser. Uh, next scene, we're at Fraser's apartment here. Niles is immediately creeping on Daphne again, lurking around her in the kitchen. And I think this is one of the first time we see some of Hyde Pierce's like really funny physical stuff. Yeah, trying to hop on to the kitchen island <laughs> so awkwardly. And he's just
1: he's hearing, Barbara was like, he, he looks like he's like, trying to flirt, like he's a high school guy, or mm-hmm. like it's exactly what he was giving off. And he's just so weak. He couldn't. Like he couldn't even pull his own body weight up on the counter. <laughs> so I was like, what is he trying to do here? This doesn't make him look manly in any way, shape, or form. It was form. great, man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then he bonks his head on the vent hood mm-hmm. up there and down goes Crane. Did you
1: say vent-a-hood? Yeah, I believe that's what Vent-a-hood.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a ventilation, but it's the hood that ventilates there. I think vent hoods the brand of most of those. I just, of I'm just i
1: just pointing out, I like that you said vent hood instead of the vent-hood, which most people would say. Oh,
0: it's a vent hood baby. Vent-a-hood,
1: like a, shop-o, like a slice-o-matic. Mm-hmm, it is a slice matic I'm pretty sure vent hoods <laughs> you
0: going to look it up? <laughs> I'm going to stop this whole damn podcast. <laughs> right just make sure it is vent-a-hood. <laughs> I won't
1: look up Ventahood. You're wrong, buddy. He's got committed. convictions about having to be correct, I think. vent a
0: 30 a inch <laughs> wall mount line. That's right, buddy. Right there. Look at that. For more than 80 years, Ventahood, registered trademark, has maintained its specialization in kitchen variation, achieving the prestige of being known as the definitive home dot 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 i'm not clicking into the link how would you how would you
1: go about installing a Ventahood hood if you had a diy that bad boy staple gun staple that thing up that's probably a good industrial staple gun would do it yeah i learned it from frank lambert (laughs) 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 it's uh that's a tease that's that's Uh, coming up uh, listeners just keep listening
0: radio tease if you like frank lambert stick around (laughs) uh so great bit of physical humor there. I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, unfortunately when crane goes down, Niles here, um, Daphne's right there to help. And Niles is just as creepy as ever says. He'll just stay on the floor for a little bit. And you know, just lay there. He's fine. He is a married man. And this woman is just trying to do her job. That's <laughs> like, she's just <laughs> a nice woman that he takes advantage of all the time. Like, all right, Niles. Um, um, Fraser pulls Niles aside, asks him for a favor. Says, hey, man, you mind taking the old man out for a little bit uh, this weekend? Because uh, I got a, got a bit of a date. Uh, I need to clear the old man out. Niles agrees, um, but he, he kind of has to sway the old man first. Uh, invites him to a new rib joint that says, I believe he says if the onion rings aren't the size of your head, they're free. They're free. <laughs> Incredible promotion. Like, I have never seen that kind of promotion here in Texas, but I
1: would go to that place. I would just have to... I want to see the size of these onions.
0: That's what I was confused about. I was like, so they must be joining rings together. I think
1: they're massive
0: nuclear onions. Okay. (laughs) The nuclear onion... First off, incredible album title. That's a band. great album title. I don't know that it would work for a band name, but it might. Nuclear Onion. It just allied so well. It really does sound good. I
1: love. You've got to listen to our new album. How is the Awesome Blossom not called the Nuclear Onion? I don't know. We should. We should petition because who was that Outback Steakhouse?
0: Yeah, that was the Bloomin' Onion because it does bloom. Oh, and Outback. the Awesome Blossom is chilies. I think so. But it's just the same product, right? Was the sauce different? Yes. Okay. I was like, it had to come down to something.
1: Yeah, I think. But it's it is the it's a bloomin' onion. It's the same thing. You're just cutting an onion. There's probably a culinary word for that. I would imagine, like you're doing something to an onion to make it do that, and then you know you're chartrucing it or something like oh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's chartrucing it.
0: Uh, it's uh, hmm Where. We're foodies like Frazier. So that's the word that we use here in Texas. Shark. <laughs> and
1: that's
0: how we get a, a giant nuclear onion, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so I agree, with Jordan. I don't know where the onions were sourced, where they were this large to make a complete ring the sure. size of your head. Yeah. It has to be a fake onion. Gotta be. <laughs> just an artificial onion. Well, yeah, like they're saying it's an onion, but it's something else or something like they're that. They're taping pieces of onion together. together. Exactly. Or joining real pieces of onion. Maybe it is chemically fused in a lab somewhere. They've got that going for them. It is
1: 94 now.
0: Edible glue, maybe? Mm. I mean. Isn't diff-
1: all glue edible?
0: Technically, Technically, yeah. I think it is all edible. The buzz you get is different depending on which brand. (laughs) Elmer's will get you good. I mean, like a mild buzz. It's more of a body high. Hmm. Um, But if you get that industrial super glue. The Gorilla Glue. Oh, baby. That's (laughs) what you're talking about there. That gives you the real trip out effect you're looking for. Uh, (laughs) That's not really true. (laughs) Just as a disclaimer here, don't put anything into your body like glue. Sometimes you don't know people think you're joking or not i don't want you doing tide pod challenges just because you heard me talk about glue getting you a buzz (laughs) Uh. (laughs) so martin's actually pretty good when niles mentions the rib joint and the onions he kind of gets a sense that uh, all right fraser wants me out of here for the night i'm all good cool um and that's fine but one hand washes the other around here, which is maybe the creepiest thing I've heard an old man say in reference to like get out of here so I can get some action so too, I can,
1: so I can have sex with a
0: person. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, he's right. Like, you could also just be like, yeah, I'll do you a favor, uh, but hey, can you do me a favor too? Sure. Like
1: the f- or I'm just I'm gonna need you to
0: do this. Yeah, like, the exact one phrase. Hand, one one hand washes the other and the delivery of uh, mahoney here on this line i was like Ooh. which is creepier
1: one hand washes the other or i'll scratch your back if you scratch mine definitely the one hand washes the other yeah because um, that gives you the the imagery of two hands with soap on them <laughs> so gross I, mean, like, <laughs> I imagine it being one hand from one person yes, and one what, from the other one like washing what, your hands that's what i thought i was
0: like what a weird way to like Hey, I'll I'll wash your hand, but you have to wash my hand. I'm like Jesus, moldy. That's creepy between you two dudes. You yeah,
1: uh, phrases are weird like that.
0: Phrases are weird. Uh, so without turning around, so everyone kind of knows that this is we're talking about sex here. And Niles has a big shit-eating grin on his face, and without even turning around, this is a good direction bit, you know, because I'm sure the line was there, and I don't know if it was directed this way in the script that says. Without turning around, Martin knows Niles is lit up here. Right. And says to wipe that smirk off his face. So that could have been a direction decision on the day of, or they say, Oh, don't even look at him here. Right. Um, so I don't know who made that call, but it worked very, very well. Where I was like, That's a good comedic gag. There. Sure. Uh, <laughs> then the boys start offering up suggestions, uh, because Martin says, Hey, I want to go out with Elaine Morris from 1412 and i guess they just know she's old based on the name elaine cuz you never know marty might be uh going after a young uh you know 40 year old or something like that you never know um, but they know she's old so they immediately are like well you can play canasta or watch some <laughs> pbs with swing bands from <laughs> the 30s and 40s i was like geez, is she on the verge of death <laughs> i was like but and they know their old man better than i do i guess
1: but and Frazier even said he's only, he's like 65. Two? Yeah, that's what's like canasta and swing bands.
0: I was like, "All right, man." I was like, "I'm sure they'll just go it's to just because nice... he's
1: retired." Like,
0: yeah, it's like... well, people go to nice restaurants. <laughs> I was like, "They can do something other than just canasta, but whatever." <laughs> um, so that was a fun way to end out the scenes. There's the uh, PBS and the 30s and 40s shit. We we're like, "All right." Yeah,
1: Marty says, "No, we're just going to split a can of cream corn and what do you say? Like, we're going to." fall asleep i can't remember some other thing <laughs> yeah he leans into like oh we're super old yeah but
0: he doesn't really give a indication as to what they are going to do there is it just romantic sweet vhs watching it's probably a dinner
1: and oh that's right they're gonna stay at his house
0: i think they're not going anywhere so i was like
1: well what is his plan exactly they're gonna
0: play super mario it, the, okay was the Super Mario even out in '94? Yes. When did,
1: when did the Super Nintendo come out? Because I know the Mario Nintendo Brothers. Came, was the out. Super Nintendo came out in like '92. All right. The first iteration of the Super Nintendo, and even earlier than that in Japan. That's not fair. Yeah, Japan got every. I mean, it's a J- Japanese-based company, so they, you know, they would get a lot of. They had a lot of stuff that we did. I went to the National Video Game Museum uh, just last week. My daughter did not like it. I thought she thought would think it was really cool, but. Yeah. She kept saying, "Let's leave. I want to leave."
0: What did you imagine kids would do when you it's used the fucking, word? I don't know. It's no, a video no. game museum. No, no. So yeah, the video, Exactly. The video game part's cool. The museum part is you go to a business. lot of museums though. She
1: digs. She liked the art museum, but there was interactive things that you could walk through. I guess. So it's
0: a video game museums are for olds like us. Yeah. <sighs> not it's sad.
1: Kids. It was cool. They had an arcade. They had a full on like '80s arcade there. They have Dig Dug. Yes. Okay. Actually, in pole, Gattaca, position. pole position, mm-hmm. Gattaca. They had like they had like it was awesome. What's it was your high score. Super oh, pff, not high. Not high at all. I'm pretty good at Frogger. Okay. Old school Frogger. But I hadn't played like a you know, like a legit video game like cabinet in a long time. I used to love Battletoads in the oh, Battle to- they have Battletoads on Xbox now. I've heard that. I have heard up. some stuff about Xbox. It doesn't feel the same. Not like playing it at the skating rink, that's for sure. <laughs> These toads seem to battle harder in the nineties I don't know it just <laughs> they hit the, the Well, they remaster it doesn't look it looks too clean. it's too clean. I need that dirty grunge battle yeah. toad I understand uh, it's not c r t anymore it's, okay, it's all ditch.
0: all right, all right it's annoying okay okay uh so the uh the Elaine date wraps up it kind of it's implied once Fraser meets Elaine the next morning. Mm-hmm. Gracious in his kitchen, in his robe, chest hair just flowing. It's just everywhere. It's all I can watch in this particular I like to think
1: that that is like a demand of Kelsey Grammers. He's like, no, I, if it's in the morning, I'm showing my chest. It is
0: weird who made that costuming decision where they're like, hey, Kelsey, you're cool with this, right? And he's like, yeah, let's yeah, lean absolutely. in. Yeah, I mean,
1: it is odd. He that. does have a great chest, though. I mean, it's a fine chest i told you i'm i i'm i got a lot of native american blood and i am hairless smooth like an egg mm-hmm. i'm jealous oh,
0: okay like, I was like that's it's a jealousy thing it's a jealousy thing all right um
1: i see a hairy man i get jealous
0: interesting
1: so you're into bears that has connotations to okay it.
0: just wondering i didn't know I mean, you watch your dirty little I mouth. I didn't know it had
1: connotations. I just
0: thought that's what we called hairy dudes. That I'm has sorry. no. Okay, my bad. All right. I mean, I like hairy guys. Okay, I certainly have never felt any jealousy <laughs> towards Fraser's chest.
1: It's the jealousy of wanting that level of hair. I better watch what I say because I might get myself into a situation like a big situation. Oh,
0: big. Yes. Um. See, I'm more jealous of his uh, just eloquence when he speaks. I wish I
1: had his eloquence.
0: My my diction just not as uh not as strong as old fraser's there so (laughs) you didn't go to harvard well that'll that'll do it uh so uh as soon as uh as soon as she answers fraser just starts putting putting his foot in his mouth i think that's even the front end title card of this scene or the inner title is something foot and mouth disease or something like that what did you two kids do last night Dad's wanted to have you for a long time. Like, the <laughs> emphasis on certain things is just so creepy, too. Where I'm like, all right, that's a that's a written line that's not terrible. Dad's always wanted to, or Dad's wanted to have you for a long time. But the way he emphasized it was particularly creepy in some of these. <laughs> and then they're like, did you all play some games? And... <laughs> Just odd. We're like, I don't think they played games, man. Like <laughs> so
1: many like innuendos. Yeah, he and, says hot buns.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay, that's right. And before this, there is a big setup where Daphne's making a traditional English breakfast, and we all know this. As soon as she says the word bangers, <laughs> you know that's how this scene is going to end. It's the the most telegraphed piece of comedic writing around. <laughs> you're like, okay, we. We know Daphne's already said the word banger, so we <laughs> know that's coming back here. As soon as Fraser starts stumbling, you're like, the word banger's coming back here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Elaine says she's a fan of the show. All right. Her and her friends. Frasier, <clears throat> we've mentioned this before, he is killing it with the female demographic. He went to that, uh, what was it, uh, a mitzvah or not a mitzvah? What's, what's the Jewish thing I forgot about already? When somebody dies, Shiva. Shiva. There we go. As you can tell I'm very well versed in my Jewish culture. <laughs> um, yeah, the women were all over him on that one. Remember, he yeah. pick, he picked up a woman, and it was all the women fans that were there. It was like him. the mom and the aunt. Both. Yeah. Yeah. So Frazier. I mean, from a demographic standpoint, it seems like he is doing great. It's uh, the chest hair. Yeah. Well, this is where I thought it was the creepiest chest hair at the breakfast table. Seemed off-putting. <laughs> Where you're like, we are eating now, sir. All right? Like, I shouldn't have to look at this much chest hair in a breakfast scenario at a home. It does
1: make him a hypocrite,
0: you know? Yeah, I I agree. You know why? Just because he's not polite in any way,
1: shape, or form, or considerate of another human being. No, because he always gets mad at Eddie for getting hair near food.
0: All right. I don't know that he sheds. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. There's a little bit of that. I don't know that Fraser shreds quite as much. Shreds. As shreds. I mean, he shreds, but he <laughs> hits the gym. He shreds on guitar. <laughs> He's shredded, bro. Shredding I saw, yeah, shredding geez and cheese. I said, and cheese and cheese. I don't know that he sheds quite as much as a Jack Russell, but you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. I, like, as, the, anytime hair is exposed, that's why people wear hair nets and beard nets. So I agree with you. I think that is a little hypocritical. More, it's just like I hear people get onto you like, "Hey, you can't wear flip flops to a restaurant." I'm like, "Okay, you don't want to look at people's toes." Common, common complaint. I get it, and they're like, "Hey, if it's a, if it's a beach bar or something, then obviously no rules or sure. whatever." You know, yeah, you can come in in a bathing suit and flip flops or whatever. But in Texas, it gets super hot, so there's a lot of shorts and sandal wearing during the summer, and that is a big no no. Apparently, like no restaurant sandals at any point, and like. This is not nightclubs. This is just generic restaurants, not a fancy restaurant even. Okay. It's people's pet peeves to have to see. What's
1: what's the last time somebody like enforced a rule on you in public? Oh, in public? Mm Mm-hmm. Like at a restaurant, if they were like, "Sir, you have to wear shoes." Well,
0: that one, I I don't get many. Please don't take your
1: pants off,
0: sir. Well, that did happen um, several times over the last uh, couple hours. I mean, donut shops don't like me anymore. That's why I asked you. I know that
1: it happens to you constantly. Just so throw, <laughs> throw them. On.
0: They've got holes in the middle of the donuts. You can just <laughs> throw them on stuff on your fingers. I mean, you know, just spin them around, and you know, any other extremity you desire. Uh, so. <laughs> This scene, of course, does end uh, with the with the banger line, mm. but Frazier puts his foot in his mouth a couple more times about like the comforter on his dad's bed. She's a buyer at a store. He's like, "Oh, I bought my old man's comforter from there, and you must have noticed that." And then it all, you know, concludes with him saying, "Banger, dad," and that's you know, you you knew that was. coming. He's like, "I've got to leave." Yeah, she's too embarrassed by this. What so. would you
1: be a buyer of if if that was your job? If you could choose it. If you're but you're a buyer, you got to buy stuff. What are you buy?
0: i buy? Mean, vintage instruments. I mean, would probably be the best thing I'd be, be able a to sell. It's pretty cool job. It is. It's not as lucrative as a like fashion or lifestyle brand or anything like that cuz you just I would imagine you just see more volume than you do in the instrument trade because everybody has to get homeware. So some
1: rich dude was like, I'm going to pay you hundred grand a year to buy vintage instruments. You'd be the best at that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it all depends on what your sourcing is built around. Or, yeah, I mean, if it's a, like boutique vintage agency or sorry vintage shop or whatever where you're trying to sell old instruments then yeah you wouldn't be able to do it all locally most likely um if you've got to travel to you're talking like pianos or like big stuff then it's a whole different ball game but like guitars are pretty easy to move and you could probably keep pretty regionally and still do all right 100K is more than fine for the music business. Good Lord. So, yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah you find that. You that's take... the collection business. Yeah, exactly. the... You...
1: <laughs> I'm a collection agency now? No, you're, you're, you're working for a collector.
0: Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah,
1: A person that's just frivolous and just can oh, spend. Oh,
0: oh, okay. I'm that kind of a It's buyer. just an old gotcha. man. Okay. You're just a private buyer. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. I mean, that's fine. If I was just going to be some old man's little lackey, then I'll just go buy him some weed or drugs or something i don't know what they
1: say this that this lady bought she bought clothes
0: yeah i believe she was a uh,
1: buyer for a i'd be terrible at that if somebody was like i need you to buy me wardrobe and clothes and do you pick them out i'd be like (laughs) i think she said buyer for the
0: retail arm of a a, a, uh like brand basically oh so So she's like she was a store fraser went and shopped at that store Uh so that would be a buyer for like, you know, a, a chair company or something like that. It would be like a chair, you know, um, gallery where Fraser could go look at 20 hot chairs for the season or something like that. And the buyer is what would select what's in taste, what's fashionable, what they should put in the gallery in the showroom, what would sell for an appropriate price, all that kind of stuff. So huh. private buyer collections, I think they just do that themselves or. No, they hire people. People, those people are gonna have to travel. That's the thing. Typically, you, I mean, that's I've been fine. looking for a,
1: a buyer position for a
0: while. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll say, yep, I could use some livestock. Ooh, I could, I could source livestock, especially in my area. There's lots of cows. You got to go to auctions. That's the thing. You got to go to the like livestock <laughs> auctions out there and buy yourself a few pigs, buy yourself a few uh cows, See, I'd imagine, because they they turn money, right? I could, absolutely, I could get into that. What else turns money from a livestock perspective? I don't know. I mean, goats. Do goats turn? I mean, they, yeah, they do have milk. Got, got milk. Yeah. you got you and, and cheese. Sheep. Goat cheese. Goat
1: cheese, and you got sheep. You people got to, people eat goat. That's uncalled
0: for. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of something like that.
1: I am not proud to admit that, and this is probably we're gonna drop all our listeners now. Baby goat is delicious. You should
0: not say that about baby goats. I know. All goats are delicious. I know.
1: I used to live in San Marcos, and there was a place where you could go and you could like pet baby goats, and they were they're so adorable.
0: I say they do yoga. They're and stuff adorable, now, right?
1: man. Absolutely, but they're also very tasty. Okay, is
0: it the same goats that you eat versus Mm-mm. the ones
1: that do yoga? I would with never you? eat those. Those are my okay. friends.
0: That's what I say. I was like, man, I can't do that. And good, good conscience. I mean, I've done yoga with that guy. I can't just go take. Take I know. out back i know i grapple with it all the time but it's just they're t- they're just very tasty <laughs> i mean that doesn't surprise me i'm sure frazier has tried it as a delicacy at some point in his life there then we get to kacl <laughs> Fraser's taking calls again uh marianne calls in she talks about a kid who is 22 and came home with her boyfriend and she didn't want him to sleep in the same room yeah frazier makes it all about himself uh which is pretty typical And says, okay, well, I know what you're going through. Just last night, my old man hooked up with this chick Elaine. Like, he details everything. He's like, I never thought of my old man as a sexual being, but he's full of charisma. And He's almost like pumping up his old man the whole time, but he very clearly like named names. He was like, a woman named Elaine. Who
1: lives in my building. <laughs> like That's, You narrowed
0: it down, bro. <laughs> yeah, and Fraser seemed to have no remorse over this at the time or after the fact, uh, which was <laughs> odd to me. Uh, so that show ends. He reveals all this stuff about Elaine. You see Noel walk into the studio and... <laughs> It's clear the date did not go well with Roz. Uh, He thinks it went well because he bought her a, or he made her a spice rack. What do you think? You don't
1: like that gesture?
0: Uh not after a
1: first date
0: I know no. it's coming
1: on a little strong but yeah
0: that's what I would say like you maybe wait two days to even like hit him up or something like that I think that's what they tell you in swingers I don't know it's been a long time like two or three days yeah Yeah, there
1: you go uh, uh, this is definitely the be- you asked if this is the first time we saw Noel. this is definitely the first time or the beginning of a series long obsession with Roz that defines Noel's purpose <laughs> <laughs> on the show you are correct <laughs>
0: yeah he is infatuated with Roz for years to come <laughs> as i recall and as he exits he gives is it the vulcan hand sign yeah or the okay i didn't know what it was officially called i knew it was it's a spock. Vulcan thing yeah exactly i know i know that i'm I've doing watched, it right now just so everybody knows it's the, this is an audio medium he's not doing it he just gave me the finger <laughs> uh, so i've watched enough uh, that's are, for not knowing that it's spock <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was what the hell are you talking? About? I said Vulcan. I know it's not Spock's not the only person who does it. He does it to all other Vulcans. Yes? Yes. That's think I watched the original series. Don't give me your shit. I don't like I didn't keep up through every deep space and <laughs> all the next gen stuff. I mean I've caught it. From you time too to time. have
1: a signed picture of Captain Kirk on your wall it's right there. You <laughs> can see it. That's a nude picture of Captain Kirk.
0: And oh, God, you're right. That's not a signature. That's my signature that I put on there. God,
1: he's got a lot of hair, too, just like Frazier.
0: He does. Um, Captain Kirk's going through some stuff, though. He went to space for real, and he's, uh, he's still a little emotionally moved by it. I would read what he says. He's got some good, good thoughts on the world, old Shatner. Old Shat. He's doing great. Uh, so then we get back to Frazier's apartment. Martin is ticked off. Frazier walks in like I said, has no clue that he's done anything wrong. I don't know why Roz didn't mention something to him or this didn't register for him that, hey, maybe I overshared on the show <laughs> yeah. earlier about my old man, like... A very personal detail. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think Fraser mentions Lilith by name or anything like that on his show to date. You know, like, maybe he mentions his ex-wife or something like that, or a painful divorce that he's gone through, but he's not like, well, my ex-wife Lilith right. who lives in Boston, so it was weird that he named names on this one. Um, so, uh, Martin reveals he's pretty embarrassed more than anything. He's like, hey, people in my generation we don't just go around like kissing and telling, definitely not banging and talking about it on the radio sure. or whatever. So that seems to be the crux of the anger from Martin to Frazier, but more so Elaine won't talk to Martin. And so Frazier, you fucked it up, man. You fucked the whole thing up. And this is always weird about, um, sitcom storylines. The like, well now she won't even talk to me. There's part of that that's slightly unreasonable, and this <laughs> happens a lot in sitcoms. Where it's like, hey, there was this giant misunderstanding, and now that person won't even let me clear up the understanding sure. or whatever. We're like, All right, well, this is just here for sitcom purposes. Like, You can talk to her in some capacity, leave a voicemail. You can make your apologies known, or that's whatever. Not, it's not
1: a voicemail. It's an answering machine message. That's at this tr- point in time,
0: that's true. It is an answering machine message on a tape. This is so ninety four. Maybe, maybe her tape is jammed. You're one hundred percent right.
1: There was no. She just didn't answer the door. All you have to, I mean, you literally have to call or physically talk to, or you can write him a letter.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. That all seems more than appropriate in the no, situation. There wasn't
1: nobody used email in ninety four. Well, think it's, like it's been like two hours. It's like she won't even
0: talk to me now. Like, I mean, Fraser came home right after work. I'm like Marty. Give it some time. <laughs> I was like, "Did you guys speak?" And she said, "I'll never talk to you again." Or like, because again, like Martin didn't do anything. You came to his house. You start. You're the one who stayed over for the night. I mean, obviously Martin invited you to stay over too. But Frazier's the one who fucked this up, not <laughs> <Yeah>. Martin. Like, <laughs> hey, like, don't take it out on Martin just because Frazier's a dumbass. <laughs> so she was just embarrassed, right? And and that seemed to be what Martin was too. Both embarrassed, um, but Martin, I think the anger more was about the fact that he screwed stuff up. Yeah. Uh, So then we go back to KACL. (laughs) This call-in is kind of a weird one, or it's Henry Mancini talking about how...
1: Wait, that's Henry Mancini? Yeah, pretty sure really that's what it said on
0: the guest caller list there
1: uh, oh, no i mean no wonder i didn't recognize his yeah, voice
0: yeah. sometimes it's not like, you like know, an actor or somebody that you would know yeah you're just like this was somebody's buddy or they were in town and they wanted to do it obviously henry mancini is not just somebody's buddy sure but
1: henry mancini great composer just, just so everybody knows who that is
0: baby elephant baby farts. elephant farts mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure that's the one i think that's right
1: uh and Frazier and Ross just start doing some
0: physical gags to entertain themselves while he talks about how his voice is annoying. Like, okay, um, <laughs> it's a pretty short scene, uh, but then Frazier goes into the apology, and that's where it gets pretty funny. Uh, is the way he goes into this sentimental apology, and Ross brings up bed music for him, and it's this whole Elaine, won't you show up at my house? It at- 8 p.m. tonight for a romantic dinner with Martin. And then he signs off as the Love Doctor. I love it. Yeah, they they
1: had Moon River playing in the background, the string version, orchestral version. (laughs) Yes.
0: That's where I'm like, if she's going to listen to the radio show, certainly she would answer a phone call or answer the door or something when Martin tried.
1: She iced him out, man. She went full ice out. She went ice out.
0: Uh, so Frazier sets it up 8 PM tonight, come over for dinner Then we get back to the apartment. Daphne said she's been putting out some psychic vibes to try to get Elaine to come to dinner. We see Martin all <laughs> to, dressed the wrong, up. to the wrong apartment. That's right. It was somebody else. It was like uh 1410 or yeah, something. And yeah, she's in like, 1412. Yeah. Like, well, I'll <laughs> set an extra plate. Um, but everyone that heard the show obviously knew 8 p.m. at Frazier's place. So there's a small subset of those people who are chronically lonely or too into Frazier's show. So they went to Frazier's house to be there at 8 p.m.
1: See, I got the impression that they were all people that lived in the building. These were just like other people that had listened to the show. And that doorman had let them all in, but then locked the doors. Yeah,
0: no way that many people in the building (laughs) listened to Frazier, I don't think. So it had to be just randos um and they're all touched by this romantic tale and they have to know how it how it ends they have to know and so uh elaine arrives on the floor she sees 20 freaking people standing out in the hallway there she's immediately embarrassed yeah by this says, mortified
1: god, god
0: dang it martin and frazier people are the worst at this and again <sighs> frazier should have just said something like hey elaine Later tonight or sometime this week, can you meet with Martin or something like he didn't have to firm it up? Like, my house, 8 p.m., and all <laughs> come that
1: stuff by like, Fraser,
0: don't make <laughs> last ditch effort. Him. Exactly, don't make direct plans on the air that people can come to your house at a certain time because they'll figure it out. I'd imagine he was listed in the phone book or something. Probably,
1: you know? I was going to ask how did those people know where he lived, but probably listed in the
0: phone book and then. Like I said, doorman should have kept him out, but I can't imagine that many people. He wanted to see, the, the, he wanted
1: to get the tea too.
0: He might have been in there. Did we meet the doorman? The doorman was in there. Oh, Fraser okay. made a joke about it. He was like,
1: whatever his name is, Frank. He was like, Doctor. who's watching the door? And he's gotcha. like, oh, we're all locked
0: in. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, that makes
1: sense. He locked the door and then went upstairs to look, <laughs> to see it for himself. So we're all locked in. I see now. I see.
0: So you're right. Maybe those were all just people that lived in the building, but it seems like odd that they'd all listen to fraser's show too i mean no, fraser must be a huge fucking deal no offense but <laughs> everybody I, loves him I said, Like man he's got a lot of fans huh? um so she shows up there's tons of people everywhere so it's a cool scene where martin and fraser all get pulled into the elevator and it's just martin fraser and elaine yep. here martin scolds fraser like a 10 year old kid and tells <laughs> him to go stand in the corner basically <laughs> which I mean, for office fans there Smart play. Frazier needs to establish a p corner very, very quickly. Absolutely. So I get it. Frazier should have just dropped trow and started just whizzing in the corner there and just let him know, all right, well, then if you're going to put me over here. This place is mine now. <laughs> uh, but Martin smooths things over with Elaine. Again, this is a common sitcom thing where you're like, well, yeah, as soon as you listened to him, and again, I'm not putting this on Elaine, but it's just... Yeah, we just need to get these two people together so they can smooth it over in person. That's all that needs to happen here. <laughs> and uh and of course they do. Um there's a big giant kiss and the elevator opens and you know, they ride down and ride back up. Well, while, while which, the elevator opens, Which
1: I'm surprised they didn't tell Frazier to
0: get out when the when the doors open.
1: Hey, get out, buddy. You would think you walk that, up the stairs now. That
0: That's true. You would think that as an adult, Martin would be like, now leave me alone in here for a minute. Yeah, You know, like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> get out of the elevator and walk back up to your apartment. Uh, you're right. That is a good call. You would have think when they got down to the lobby, they would have kicked him out or something. <laughs> uh, but they didn't. He rides back up with them. Elevator doors open. Crowd erupts because of this. Yeah, massive kiss between two olds that they see there <laughs> sorry to the olds out there um, it's just it's fine they should have been playing canasta now in hindsight um but yeah and that's uh pretty much how it ends off there they did they go anywhere else they get their closure but did they go back to elaine's apartment or did they go
1: in no they Frazier? went into Fraser's apartment i believe
0: so then why does Frazier try to hook up with Daphne afterwards?
1: I don't know, but that was weird. That's like, that I was, was like,
0: what was his plan?
1: He was like, uh, she was like, I, I I, think we can both see what's happening here. And Fraser was like, I think we can, Daphne. That was a very weird add-on in my, because I, every time I see that, I'm like, what?
0: What's this will-they-won't-they they seed? So um, Frazier,
1: maybe he was just thirsty. He was just thirsty. Clearly,
0: he was something. My, oh, my, because that's an employee of yours. Yeah. Like you pay that woman full. If you cross this threshold, oh, buddy, it just like, means that
1: Fraser has that same like, you got know, that dog in him. Got that dog in him, like, like, yeah, exactly, like Niles <laughs> <laughs> got that dog, got that, got that hound dog in him. Well, at least
0: Frazier just went right for it like i mean i guess he's not married he's allowed to he sure he doesn't have to dance around (laughs) shit
1: but yeah fraser's just like yes uh, i believe we do and then she said we're gonna do
0: laundry yeah she which is a good character trait for daphne that she's just unaware she's just She's oblivious. either she's either oblivious to this stuff or she knows perfectly how to handle the Crane boys and just be like, don't even give those two probably kids
1: honestly an more ish. likely that, that that's in my I mean. opinion, like she knows full well that Niles is into her probably, right. but she's just she's playing like she doesn't because she she's knows. a worker. She's <laughs> like, I
0: work here, like I can, no, this is my workplace. I don't want to screw up my living situation. So huh. I, I think you're right as well. Like she has to know what's going on and
1: is intentionally just pushing these cats away yeah but i thought it was a weird choice to put that scene in there to show fraser like you know feigning you know interest in in what would probably be just a one night stand the way they framed that up you would think
0: based on the way we've seen fraser operate yeah that would probably be a one night stand kind of thing and then he would try to forget about it
1: afterwards that's way worse than going after than doing sex to a person that lives in your building. That's what Martin said.
0: Yes, we do get a glimpse of the old generation a few times. In this, like, yeah, like,
1: the person you're doing it to, <laughs> right? I was like,
0: Martin, you cannot objectify people like that. That's a, yeah. There was some objectification that certainly bled through from Martin's uh, previous generation. We're that like, one okay, makes me Marty. laugh every time. Yeah, sex is a private matter between you and the person you're doing it to, or whatever. You're like, okay, That's like, it's fine. I understand the sentiment. It is a funny line for sure. <laughs> It's <laughs> like it's not; it, it's more of a with than a person you're doing it to kind of thing. So it was a weird prepositional phrase he went with there. Yeah.
1: Like, okay, uh, we awesome. get to see, we do get to see Noel at the as the credits are rolling. We get uh, to see him leaving that gift for Roz. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And sitting in her chair <laughs> and falling out. He's great at physical comedy i forgot yes there is a the credit scene is noel you're right that's one of many because there's many times i feel that like they're they're you know the episodes over and they showed noel you know messing around doing something silly oh no one of my favorite characters he really is a good character has I, he done other stuff i mean i know he's I, been oh yeah he's things. been in other things for sure i can't put you know think of it off the top of my head but he's just always so whiny <laughs> his whininess is so funny that's a good no. That's a good no.
0: Mine says more like Jay Leno. It does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's going on, guys? That's pretty uh, <laughs> good. <laughs> I'm not gonna do more Leno. I don't have it. Okay. All right. Let's get into step by step, man. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> so our sideshow for today is step by step. We're gonna be doing background no, I got <laughs> New York. Yeah, now, now you, York. Now you sound voices. like a
1: like a villainous cat.
0: I am a villainous cat. <laughs> that sounds
1: like a cartoon cat. Yeah, <laughs> well, I am. Known. Scratch them both.
0: <laughs> Scratch them both. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Uh, so step by step is our sideshow series here for today. This is the episode, Bad Girls, from season three, uh, episode 13. I did not pull a ton of research about Step by Step, but watching it as a kid, I'll say it was kind of framed as a kid as like a modern Brady Bunch. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's a blended family type scenario. It's like, hey, there's a dad with three Three kids, kids, yeah, and they weren't all girls and all boys, like the Brady Bunch. Like I think it was the Brady boys that all came over, and then the blonde had... Sorry, um... God, why can I not remember? Florence Henderson's uh, character, Carol Brady, had all girls, basically. Right. So this one was more yeah, Frank Lambert, the kind of gruff, tough construction dude, had a young son, a older daughter, and then an older son there. And then vice versa, I believe it came over with two daughters and a younger son from Suzanne Summers, And then
1: Cody, who is related to Frank, right? That's Frank's nephew? Or, is they that say, terrible?
0: cousin, I think histo- I did not do the research on this. I want to say he was added after season one or midway through. And I think it's the character that The Simpsons make fun of with Roy coming in in the itchy and scratchy episode or whatever. okay. Where they're like, oh, that's Roy. He's just gonna hang out for a little bit and he's a cool guy with a guitar or something like that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was kind of like the Oliver kid on Brady Bunch where they're like, alright, the the core cast is fine. We, we, need, we need something else here. And so I think Cody was a late addition. Huh. I don't know that he was there from day one. But yeah, they, he said he was a cousin of Al. So he has to be I don't, man, I'm bad with relationships. If he's the cousin of the kids. Then he's, then he's Frank's like nephew. Frank's nephew. There you go. Right? Gotcha. Yes. Frank's nephew. Somebody's nephew. Yeah. Frank's or or nephew. he could also be like he a could second be a cousin. He, so he could be like Frank's cousin's kid. Yeah. Like he married in somewhere weird. So he's his Uncle Frank, not Home Alone Uncle Frank. Correct. Wow. Uh, so the what happened in this episode? This was part of the TGIF lineup in the 90s. That's where I remember seeing it. Uh, and. Al Lambert, the one of the middle daughters there, who's uh, from the gruff and tough family. So not from the blonde, educated Suzanne Summers family. This is the construction worker, Frank Lambert, played by Patrick Duffy of Dallas fame. Uh, That's his. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was on Dallas. Oh, yeah, he was on Dallas. You bet your ass. He wasn't Jr., but I believe he's a core character.
1: Jr. was the old dude. I don't, know much about, I don't know much about Dallas or enough about Dallas. <laughs>
0: he was definitely in there. My parents watched a lot of Dallas, I feel like, so it bled in when I was an early kid. Or, sure. You know. Maybe they watched it when they found out we were moving to Dallas or something. I don't know. <laughs> I get confused. Um, but the core premise here is that Al Lambert starts hanging out with a bad crowd. And the rest of the family has to deal with losing a beloved family member, their TV. Mm. And those are pretty much the only two storylines going through this. Neither one of them are that great, but uh, it, it was a very kid show. So it was so bad, it was good is what I enjoyed about this one. Did you like the theme song?
1: Oh, come on. Of course I liked the theme song. That's one of the, that's one of the theme songs that sticks in my mind as like TGIF sound. In the opening
0: credits, too, like that roller coaster scene that yeah, was so maybe. clearly graphically done after the fact, because uh, I don't think they were getting close ups of all those people. I think this was a high budget helicopter shot from like the theme park's like marketing team or something. And they were because, like,
1: just use that. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. That part. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Because there were some overhead shots where I was like, no way.
1: What about the footage of them on the roller coaster?
0: I think a lot of that was com- like, Stock kind of stuff. stock stuff. I said when they were on the bridge and they got wet, I feel like that was a real shot. Sure. I was like, okay, they got walking
1: through with the balloons. And, yeah. All and, that's
0: legit. Yeah. Um, but there was one shot of them where they're like giving thumbs up on the roller coaster. Like it's right towards the end of the credits I was like, no way that was, that was them in a studio somewhere with some kind of crappy screen behind them. Trying I don't to make think it look, so. in
1: 92 when this show would have started, you want to watch it i will put it on right now we don't have to go that far but
0: <laughs> it was ridiculous i was like most of this looks pretty legit but there's a lot of stuff on here i was like huh. i don't think this is really them on all of these like things. it's a not
1: a location shoot for the intro
0: yeah because it didn't mm-hmm. look like vacation when john candy's like riding that roller coaster right. <laughs> where they had like close-up shots yeah. like from the front of the car <laughs> it was a lot of like hands up and then it's a shot going down from the roller coaster huh. where you see the tracks more than anything sure. so i'll have to watch it more closely but i was like hmm. i
1: didn't even think about it but
0: the opening man i was so pumped when this came on as a kid you're like so roller coaster.
1: was I, and it was like one of the shows where you could you could be in the other room and you would hear that theme song you'd come you know you would come running in you
0: would come running baby uh, so how this one stars is the dudes in the family are watching tv and the TV blows up and starts smoking. So our dudes are Frank Lambert, Patrick Duffy. We got Cody, his nephew. Uh, I forgot that actor's name. Sasha something. Sasha Mitchell. Um, and then we get the other. Yeah, I just watched it from the credits. I didn't look it up. I was like, oh, I'll jot that guy's name down. He's not a good dude, apparently.
1: We looked it up a few weeks back. I think he's got some charges against him. Oh, boy. Him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's no good. It looks like my wife said he looks like Freddie Prince Jr. And yeah. uh, some other guy blended.
0: Okay. He does have a <clears throat> dumb Freddie Prince vibe. It's Freddie his hair, is very very tall.
1: Yeah, that's he's got a tall kind of string beanie vibe. He always just reminded me of like he could have he could have just fit right in on like Bill and Ted's. So it could have been like yeah. Bill and Ted and and Cody. And he was my favorite character oh, by far. Cody as was kid. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like,
0: he was why I watched. You're like, all right, more Cody yeah. storylines, please. <laughs> and the other dudes are JT, the older brother. Uh, Mark, this kind of nerdy kid who... Who actually went on to do other stuff. Uh, What'd he do? He was in Beethoven.
1: He was a kid in Beethoven. Okay,
0: (laughs) well... That's not doing other stuff yes, at the same time concurrently. What does he do now? It's a
1: giant movie. Now he's now he's like a national history teacher. Okay, that's okay. So it's
0: like, is he still doing stuff?
1: <laughs> no, now he's now he's okay. educating. Yeah, but, but right. that's uh, what I thought. Yeah, he's not an he's not an
0: actor anymore. It's hard for those child TV actors to break out of it because obviously, Mister Ron it? Howard. That's yeah, it's pretty tough. Well, yeah, he went into directing legitimately, but yeah, like in same thing with Savage. You know, Fred Savage, but Ben Savage is doing the run for Congress. Congress yeah that's the thing I was like a lot of them are like no i'm not doing this anymore and i don't think jtt's looking to take on more roles right now right you know so a lot of them are like i had my fill i'm kind of good on trying to be a tv actor or was to make dicaprio
1: is he he's considered a child actor turned. yeah
0: he was in know. growing pains yeah he was great in growing pains people will comment on that where they're like he would out act everyone on growing pains when he was like 12 you know and you're like this is too good for a growing pains you need to get out of here (laughs) and he did did. yeah they're like all right let's give this kid some meteor rolls meteor not uh you know meteor that's right meteor meteor (laughs) you ever seen that meteor burger it's a restaurant it's delicious is
1: that the one my wife said a giant
0: meteor
1: my wife said there's one coming to our town.
0: Yeah, I think they're a decent brand. I've never had them, but I've driven by it. It looks cool. I'm like, that's a smart name, Meteor Burger. And Meteor it's got like Burger. a little spaceship on top of it. You get uh, your, you know, Pl- Pluto fries. Plutonium fries. Nuclear <laughs> onions. <laughs> Nuclear onions. I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> uh, so they're watching TV. TV blows up is what they say. It starts smoking. That's not good. Yeah, I don't think that happens with HD TVs anymore. This is definitely an old, older model TV. And that's because they have vacuum tubes and like okay. heat elements and stuff in them. Yeah, that was not a that's not a thing anymore. But standard def days, it was, and they want to rush out and rent a TV so they don't miss mud wrestling and Baywatch. So they really leaned into the like, hey, these are dudes <laughs> just, just dooting it up,
1: wanted <laughs> to see bikinis, yeah.
0: You're like this is the family activity that these dudes are gonna rock and roll together. It's like I can't imagine just gathering the kids around and be like, "Hey kids, let's watch some Baywatch tonight." <laughs> somebody,
1: somebody just said "sex cells and that's all they had to do for that
0: for that line. It's like, a family show. What the <laughs> hell is going on here? I was like, mud wrestling and Baywatch jokes right off the top. It has to be a little bit titillating. Well, yeah. Speaking of that, Suzanne Summers walks in, <laughs> um, and she says, "No, no need to rush out and get a TV. Let's just spend some uh, family time together." Because uh, they said that the TV last time took two weeks to be prepared,
1: <clears throat> or sorry, uh, repaired. Okay, repaired. I thought you meant the one that they that they rented. No, 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 no. Sorry. Uh, yeah, good call.
0: That would have been confusing. No, yeah, two weeks to have it repaired. So they're going to do that no matter what. They're
1: going to have their TV repaired. Yeah. Uh, but it'll take two weeks that's stupid because all it is is they're just trying to get the parts in yeah. so it's that's all it is it's it doesn't take two weeks to actually fix
0: it i know it's, exactly you either got the like well you can pay us for a rush order and you can move to the top of the list it'll be an extra two hundo and frank's like if you no yeah not on that. my salary uh, so then, opening theme song salary. I don't know what a salary is. It seems like they're doing okay. I don't. I can't tell. They're definitely like, doing okay. So Frank works in. He con- works in construction. You said. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the mafia. Yeah, it's probably true. That's what it. Is. With that mullet and coming from Dallas. <laughs> He's in the mafia, man. I know. So then we get to the Lambert kitchen here. Uh, Frank Lambert. Played by Patrick Duffy doing some light repair work around yeah. the house. <laughs> He's Stap- got his staple gun. Staple gunned and oven mitt. Looking like
1: Al Borland with his. With his, his He's got the belt. belt
0: Oh, man. That's you a, got a belt? You got oh, a no, I'm not, tool belt? I, have, I don't either. No, I don't have a belt. I've got a weightlifting belt that I just wear all the time because I'm a badass. I've been looking at
1: tool belts though. I think I'm getting one like a like a detective in a detective movie where it goes over like where it goes the cross straps. Uh huh. You know, you got to wear it underneath your uh,
0: short sleeve buttoned up shirt, yeah. like a police officer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then you take your jacket off, and then people are like, "Oh shit, that guy's got a hammer underneath there." <laughs> My God, just like hanging out. Look right at the drill there. that he's got there. He's got a holster for it and everything. Oh, yeah, you do have a drill holster. Uh, What is that, a DeWalt? (laughs) Yeah, it's (laughs) not good enough. (laughs) Not good enough. Uh, So the middle daughter walks in. This is Al. Uh, And this is where it does take a real creepy turn for a minute here. And I'm going to try to just gloss over how creepy uh, Patrick uh, Duffy is here, old Frank Lambert. But Al walks in and says, she's upset that the boys won't play sports with her anymore Uh uh, or play football with her. And he's like, oh, well, they're going to still want to tackle you as you get older, but it'll just be in a different way. Oh, I
1: missed that line. He gets
0: real creepy, but the overall sentiment is just, hey, your relationship with boys is going to change it's gonna as change. you age. Sure, You're 13 and yeah. Exactly. You're getting to a different age. Boys might think about you differently than a couple years ago or whatever. So just adjust
1: to that. I'm surprised that they didn't take that opportunity to write in something to have... Suzanne Summers come in and cover the mom role. Oh no. He's,
0: he is going full dad on this one. We're like, he barely intervenes, uh, or has Suzanne Summers give him any insight on how to raise his daughter mm-hmm. on this one. And he, it seems like he kind of caused this issue to a certain degree. <laughs> he kind of did. Because of <laughs> the, the way he raised her and the stuff he's been into, as you can imagine, he was a single dad for a while who watched Baywatch mm-hmm. and mud wrestling. Mm-hmm. Apparently, so, Works in
1: construction. He's man's man.
0: Man's man. That's right. Um, so I, he, his suggestion to Al is that well, why don't you make some uh, friends that are girls instead of trying to hang out with the dudes all the time? To which she's like, No, I don't like hanging out with girls because they're just into shopping and right. I'm, not, I'm not into that crap or right, whatever. We're right. Like, all right. So she just kind of made a broad generalization about you know the people at her school. That's fine. That happens to everyone. So she's clearly trying to find her crew. And that's where this episode kind of takes us from there. Uh, (laughs) Tell us about her crew, though. Well, we get into the lunchroom. (laughs) Okay. And for some reason, uh, she she can't get a table with the dudes, like she's mentioning. The dudes just kind of walk out. She hits up four dudes in letter jackets and they're like, no, we don't want to sit with you. Okay. Mark, her nerdy little brother, is like, well, you can still sit with us at the chess club table or whatever. And she's like, no, I'll sit by myself. (laughs) Enter. Three people who look like they're in the Kiss Army or something like that.
1: <laughs> they look like they're in like a militia that like is fighting against drug lords in Colombia or something yeah, like in the in jungle. Guerrilla
0: fatigues, <laughs> yeah. almost. we like, who are these revolutionaries str- from South America? Very that have- strange choice. And so this must be their they look like, yeah, like Vietnam supporters, basically. Or Literally
1: like that one guy in, in Seinfeld of the fatigues yes, episode. That's what, they were wearing <laughs> they full were wearing fatigues, fatigues and I'm like, and dog, okay. dog
0: tags and it's dog tags. <laughs> very militant. Pants. Yeah. Exactly. The like do rags on top and stuff like that or whatever. Like, okay. Like. I,
1: I lived through the nineties. I don't remember that being a style at all, at least not in Dallas, Texas
0: not yeah. i mean you would see dudes who wore like camo pants with some boots sure but then it was pretty chill above that it's like hey but just a, a full t-shirt jacket right
1: this was a weird vibe there but, might have been one guy you know what i mean yeah, like, <laughs> like one right. kid that was like i'm going into the military when i graduate exactly. you know? that one dude was there
0: <laughs> um but yeah they come in and they're like well do you want to be in our crew we're, you're a hero to us. We heard you punched a guy who held the door open for you. So you're our hero now. So
1: are they feminists? They're kind of like feminists. And they, like
0: They just seem like general troublemakers. Because huh. you're right. Th- that's why they say she's their hero is because she punched a guy who held the door. Yeah. I think they were more into just the punching. Right. There's the, the like- violence
1: thing. Man. Yeah. Because mm.
0: she's like, oh, I kind of know you all from the principal's office or something <laughs> like that. And they're like, Yeah, we're we're up to no good all the time. And if you want to be in our crew, answer these questions. Who would you rather listen to? Um <laughs> Axl Rose or Michael Bolton? Bolton. Like any like anybody they asked in the school would have been like, I mean, Axel Rose, Michael Bolton sucks. This is Junior. I'm
1: sorry, but I celebrate his entire catalog.
0: When he sings, when a man loves a woman, I tell you, it doesn't get much better than that. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what. (laughs) I am just a huge Michael Bolton fan. (laughs) I wish she would have gone into that.
1: (laughs) That would have been been an
0: epic troll. I don't think that movie was out. No, it wasn't. It was a few years years later. (laughs) So that's question one. She answered correctly. Axl Rose. Question two. What would you rather watch, Blossom or Cops? And she, I believe she says, What's, What's Blossom? Who's Blossom? Yeah. And so she's in. Correct. She's answer. in the crew. Correct answer. Boom. Then those we were not hard
1: questions. No, I'm like, That's what
0: it took <laughs> to be in your crew was answering. I could two- take
1: one look at your crew and answer those questions. I know. I was like, All right. Your captcha did not work very well, sir. Yeah, correct. <laughs> These people
0: are robots. <laughs> So then we moved to the backyard by Cody's van. Cody's rocking out on a guitar. God. Clearly not playing. No, definitely not. There, he just moves his hand he, up and down. He, the did, east no, he
1: did an okay job when there was like a little walk down. He did an okay job. He recognized it like, oh, it's walking down the neck.
0: I don't think there was any background music playing Probably for not. I think I think it was the music people afterwards who were like, uh, all right. He kind of did a walk down and they <laughs> said it was supposed to be bluesy, but Uh, Jesus, we can't match this. Probably
1: right. The sound director's like, oh Jesus,
0: I hate these kind of scenes. Can we do a reverse shot? Like, do we have to show? Why did we shoot so wide? Can't we just do a close up? Like, God, why did you do that to us? I
1: could play whatever it is on that guitar on the set. (laughs) Yeah,
0: right. I'm sure that's how it went. Um, and then one of the rando girls shows up. Her name is Jackie. I don't Mm. think we got her name before that. Um, but she digs cody's guitar she she's a ring she's that. a ringleader she? she is the ringleader uh so she does mention hey i dig that guitar man mm-hmm. and so he's like all right cool cool dude um and then he kind of sets up hey i'm her cousin or whatever i'm al's cousin cody and i then, live in the van yeah. i live in this van then we move over to the kitchen quickly and old patrick duffy and suzanne or sorry suzanne summers they meet jackie she walks in They don't seem pleased that a
1: girl in fatigues is there to hang out with Al. She also didn't, like, introduce herself or whatever. She just kind of, like, they opened the door, and she just walked right into the kitchen. It was like, where's Al? It's teenagers. Yeah,
0: it's it's tough. Some kids don't know etiquette. And you're like, hey, if she comes from a bad home, try to be more understanding. And that is something we don't get into in this episode is that they were not too understanding of these people's situation, because this maybe did seem like a Boy Meets World, like, well, maybe their parents are just fucking shitheads. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe these girls live in trailer parks and like they have no parental supervision whatsoever. Sure, maybe somebody needs to do something like and one, help of them, these one of them, one of them has like
1: an an influence from an older brother, and that's what all of this came from. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah,
0: <laughs> right. And so they don't get into any of that. They're just like, oh well, she's uh, she is wearing fatigues, and then they kind of get the sense that. Oh, she's into bad stuff, because the other daughter is there, this girl named Dana, who's not in this episode much, but she is the older sister, and she lets the parents know, oh, yeah, that Jackie girl, she's no good, she smokes, she cuts class. I don't think she says she gets into a fight, but there's something that, she shaved the school mascot. That's what that's it was. That's what it was. It was like was a something.
1: goat, <laughs> or like a no, like a, it's a donkey. I think yeah, <laughs> that's right. I think it
0: was a donkey. <laughs> and old Patrick Duffy, he's not happy about this mascot shaving. He's like, "What? They shaved the mascot?" So it kind of seemed cool with the smoking and class cutting, but the mascot shaving that's that really line. that really tipped him over the edge. <laughs> um, but. He does give one piece of parenting advice to Suzanne Summers here when she tries to cut in and says, No, I can't tell her not to hang out with Jackie. I got to let Al hang out with her and figure it out on her own. Because if I tell her not to, then that's immediately what she'll want to do. So he basically explains reverse psychology and, you know, just not helicopter parenting. Like, hey, I trust my kid to figure this out on their own. And. We'll see what happens basically.
1: Maybe he's been through that with TJ or whatever.
0: That's it. He does have an older kid. Um, they both do, I guess, at this point. But that was the advice he gives when Suzanne Summers tries to do some bit of parenting there, right? Um, so then we get back to the Lambert living room. Uh, Suzanne Summers is trying to get the kids to come out and play board games for family fun time, which no kid wants to be a part of. Um, and then That's pretty much how the scene ends. There's nothing. They try to play bingo, backgammon, kids aren't biting. Uh, Then we go back out to the kitchen. Al is ready to leave with Jackie. They're going out for the night. And this is where you kind of get some backstory on what's been going on over the last few days in the house. That Duffy says, hey, it's cool that you're hanging out with Jackie. I see you're now wearing fatigues as well. By the way, where'd you get those? <laughs> exactly. Odd choice. <laughs> yeah. Did you buy those? No, they're you? standard issue, dad. I'm part of their crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Went to a local VFW or something. Uh, Army <laughs> Navy store. That's right. Army Navy. God,
1: uh, I used to love the Army Navy store. Yeah, it's
0: a good store.
1: It was great. It's not, they don't have one there on you know, Greenville anymore. No, they used to, Yeah, they, they shut those things I down. I passed by it a couple, you know, a few months back. Not there. Not there. They had so much cool stuff. They did have cool
0: stuff. Oh, but, <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. It was very cool. You had to dig. It's like a vintage shop. or yeah. right? anything I, I was just got to dig for some cool stuff.
1: Like, holy crap. I could buy a parachute
0: or an MRE. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's lots. of there. I wonder
1: what these taste like.
0: But Duffy does mention, hey, you've been past your curfew both of the last times you've been out with this girl. One time it was 15 minutes. The last time it was, I think, an hour mm-hmm. or 30 minutes. Like, hey, you got to try to be in by curfew. And also, I did kind of hear that this girl smokes and stuff like that. So just make sure you're making good choices. So, and he's still pretty cool. Let's his daughter go out till 9 PM. She's a teenager. That's fine. He doesn't explicitly ever say, no, you can't go out with this girl. So cool. We're letting this chick figure it out on her own. Then we get back to the, uh, back to the like main area and Frank Lambert's waiting around. It's 11 PM at this point now. He is pissed. <laughs> she said she was going to the record store. He already called the record store. They closed an hour ago. He closed said. an hour ago. <clears throat> then there's a big screaming match. It's too intense for step by step, in my opinion. But Al says, you can't tell me who to choose for friends. And he's like, you got to find new friends. These people are, you know, they're destroying you, basically. You're lying to me. You're missing curfew. You're you told me to chill about this stuff, and that really set him off sure. or whatever. Uh so that's kind of where it goes from there is that she's broken curfew, she is grounded. But then we get to the backyard. We see all four of these girls rocking out uh air guitaring, and they come up with the idea, let's start a band. Because it's I mean, that's the next step, obviously. All girl band. We've already got fatigues. Al's got a drum kit, she said. Uh no, another kid has a drum kit. Another kid has a drum sure. kit, are you sure? I think so. I think they just don't have a guitar. guitar. So, so they need a guitar. I think somebody. Does Al have a drum kit I think upstairs? Al said she had a drum kit.
1: Where is she keeping a drum kit? Probably in her bedroom.
0: What the fuck? Well, okay. Well, so these girls basically ask her, we need to find out where to get an electric guitar. At that point, I'd be like, fuck you. I already supplied the drum kit. You figure <laughs> out the electric guitar. I
1: I thought I was the only one who didn't have an instrument to bring to the table. No, I think it was that. I mean, I only watched it once, but yeah, I think she said she had the drum kit. I've never seen her play drums at any point in time. It's probably in the garage that they never show. Maybe.
0: Why didn't she jam out with Cody? Maybe. I mean, maybe she's a drummer why didn't Duffy just tell her to do that for her entertainment? I don't know. Start a band. They start a band or whatever. But anyway, the crux of this uh, kind of situation here is that they don't have a guitar. Yep. They got to figure out where to get one. And their solution is, we'll just steal Cody's Yeah, Jackie's guitar. like, I know where one is. Yeah. There's that Cody guy's van. Let's just lift that one. And now it's pretty quickly like, well, I can just ask him to borrow it. Like, this isn't that hard. He's my cousin. Like, easy peasy. And they're like, well, no, you're not cool. You don't want to steal Just stuff from these guys. Steal like, it. It's like a prerequisite for being in the crew here, apparently, was the theft of this particular guitar.
1: and Rarely would that have situation gone down that way.
0: That was what was confusing. I was like, this seemed like a real weird writing choice where they're like, all right, now she has to make a decision about stealing from her family, which I understand, but the framing for, of it, or for it was pretty odd. It was like, <laughs> To be in a band? <laughs> like, and she could have just asked. I would have just lied to my friends and been like, yeah, I'll steal it later tonight. No big deal. <laughs> and then just gone and asked the guy.
1: I love how they're like, he'll never know. And it's like, he will absolutely know.
0: He only has a van's worth of possessions. <laughs> He's going to know immediately. Like, dude probably saved up for years to buy that crap guitar. Who knows? <laughs> uh, so she steals it, or she attempts to steal it. Cody walks out from the home. And sees all four of them in the van and three of them scurry off, basically. The crew scurries off. Al is left holding the bag, essentially.
1: I like scurry. I like scatter better. They scattered.
0: They did scatter. Scatter! Uh, and then they ran out there. And the next thing you know, Cody kinda understands what's going on. He's not an idiot. So Al kind of explains, said, Hey, we were thinking about starting a band, and you know, I thought maybe I could use your guitar. And Cody's like, yeah, yeah, cool. Whatever you want. Just borrow it as long as, as long as you need. And he knows what's going down. He's an adult at this point, even though he's not a responsible adult. But Al quickly realizes she's made a big mistake. Jordan, she comes into the kitchen. We cue the music up pretty quickly after that says, you know, sometimes it's hard to make friends, but it's not great to hang out with people whose idea of a good time is ripping people off. So Cody kind of lets her know, Hey, This is what your dad was telling you. Yeah, you got to make friends. You shouldn't hang out with crappy people, basically. And to be fair, Al didn't know how crappy these people were until this moment. They were just people staying out past curfew and smoking like other teenagers. So, eh, not the end of the world. (laughs) Looking Um,
1: like they belonged with Fidel Castro. Well, yeah, (laughs)
0: that wardrobe was the weirder choice. But everything else, I was like, well... It sounds like a lot of kids that are just going through stuff in their teenage
1: years. It's like, eh, alright. We're really into Cuban independence. Something, what? Seemingly <laughs>
0: something weird there. Uh but that's pretty much how the whole thing wraps up. The like family storyline barely fucking wraps up. They get their TV back. They've all fallen asleep to it. Suzanne Summers never gets her family time. Suzanne Summers got just totally Shafted. Yeah, Shafted in this whole episode. Like, the TV went out. All she wanted to do was play some games. That scene blew up in a fight in her home, and everybody left. She got no say in how this girl that she's partially (laughs) responsible for is raised in any capacity. Like, Suzanne Summers really had nothing to do in this episode. I was like, geez. So, yeah, the TV gets returned. All the dudes fall asleep watching Baywatch. Mm -hmm. Suzanne Summers enters during the credit scene. Turns the TV off. Guess what? They wake back up, put on Baywatch again, and then fall asleep. And that's the end of the episode. I was like, so nobody learned a lesson here other than maybe Al a little bit? Al learned a lesson. She did. 'Cause I don't think Patrick Duffy learned anything. I think he learned I'm just gonna keep being a hard ass,
1: you know, like this worked itself he, out for me. He probably felt good because exactly what he was trying to do happened. Right. So I mean he let his daughter discover the, you know, pitfalls of starting new relationships, I guess, or finding friends. I don't know. Yeah. All the while he taught the
0: rest <clears throat> of his children to be like, Yeah. Eh, I mean, like, just you don't even have to really respect Suzanne Summers, I know she wants family fun time. Just get your ass down here, kids, and sit in the room. but then Suzanne Summers the one who blew up, and then all the the kids just laughed We were like, god dang nothing nothing really happened there for the family. This is an all Al
1: episode here well, so. Suzanne summers um was she a performer too, like a musical performer
0: i uh, I think she's been an actress for years and model and stuff like that. Um, she didn't
1: have a music career,
0: maybe I don't know. Didn't yeah. look it up. Yeah. I know she was a big deal years ago, and the step-by-step thing was cool. Like, Should she think, do Broadway? Maybe. You have to do that
1: research on your own. I just like to let my brain do it.
0: Uh, all right. Well, next time we'll see if Jordan can fill us all in on Suzanne Summer's backstory. Um, but for now, I think she did the Thigh Master. She endorsed that for a oh, while. Oh yeah. I said I think she did one of those things, and maybe that's not her. But I feel like she was a like uh, she did fitness model and stuff like that. I don't so. know why. I
1: just feel like she recorded with like Burt Bacharach or something. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I said she might have a
0: lovely singing voice. I'm unaware. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, that brings us to the end of this episode of Sideshow Frazier. Stay tuned. Next week we'll be looking at episode 14 of Frazier called "Can't Buy Me Love." And then our sideshow, you never know what it'll be. We know what it's going to be, but you will never, ever know. If you get bored and want to follow us, we don't post a ton, but uh, you know, keep up to date on new episodes that are coming out. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at Sideshow Frazier. Uh, you know, give us a rating and stuff like that. I'm told that helps, and I'm supposed to ask for it, but I don't really care. Who's now. telling you this stuff? Uh, the internet at large oh, okay. I'm pretty sure the people above me the producers uh-huh, these producers boo hoo anyway have a good week and we'll see you next time